And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. The following program is rated D for dumb. is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Well, hello everybody. My name is Dave Canyon. Are you ready to dumb it down? All right, that's fantastic. Join me in my drive to work as I commute to work. And that's how we roll. Get it? In this uh, Dumbing It Down with Dave podcast, episode, I think, 179 now. 171. In other words, for those of you that, you know, might have difficulties with certain parts of American speech, that is 179. 179 also as well. That is a, uh, this is a podcast I do on my way to and from work. Today is Wednesday. Sometimes I commute on Tuesdays when I work five days a week, but I did not work yesterday for overtime, so I'm going in today regular time, and I'll only do four days this week. And when I say only, believe me, it's not only. It's only you know, four in a row uh, at night, 14 to 16-hour days, um, even without the commute. There's still very long days. Uh, I might get lucky. I might get a short day. I might get a 13 or 14-hour day, but that's kind of rare. And um, I did not go in to work because, one, I just needed a break. You know, every so often I got to take a break. I took a break a couple of weeks ago, but I know I needed a break this week. And that's what happens. Once I take a break, then it's easier to take breaks. But I went pretty strong there for a while. I don't know, six, eight, ten weeks in a row. I just did five days in a row. And that's really uh, takes its toll on me now at the age of 56 as opposed to seven years ago when I started this job at the age of 49. Everything is harder now. And also, we had a snowstorm. We had snowstorm Ezekiel. And um, by the way, you might hear some bottles rattling in the back. I have some recycling that I got to do this week. And I brought it with me instead of leaving it home for my wife. So anyway, I I did not go in because of the snowstorm, which happened in large part 
Monday. Did it happen Sunday? It might have happened part of Sunday and Monday, yeah. And then it tapered off Tuesday morning. Uh, I know because I drove my wife into work Tuesday morning. Uh, so it was still kind of snowing, but it was clearing up and it was pretty much over. And we got about, I don't know, in the Hudson Valley, 6 inches, 8 inches, 10 inches a foot. I'm not really sure. All I know is that it was definitely snowblower weather, snow thrower, snow blower. And uh, I took it out, uh, started to go, and uh, uh, I don't know how much into it. I went, uh, I broke it, which is something I do quite often, break my snowblower. Last year, I, I don't know, it's been a couple of years, maybe, maybe I don't do it as often as I think, but I feel really you know, bad about it uh, because uh, I did not treat it right, which is the way I treat m- many mechanical things in my life. I don't treat it right because, I don't know, I guess you know what it is, it's not that I don't have respect for mechanical equipment, I kind of got this whole James T. Kirk thing in my head, like, you know, when Scotty says, Captain, you can't do it. And he, he does it anyway. And he gets away with it every time. Anybody ever realize that? Like, there's never been a time where, I guess, Scotty... I don't remember. I'm not a big Trekkie. And this is probably one of the rare times that we go Trekkie on the show. But um, but I watched it. I wouldn't consider myself a Trekkie. But I did watch it. The originals. I didn't really watch the, the rest of the seasons. I watched the originals. Um, some of the newer stuff. But I don't know nothing really about any of it. But anyway... But that, that, that's always the way it would be. Scotty would say, Captain, I can't, she can't handle it. I can't do it. And then he would do it anyway. He'd just push the button and go into hyperspace or whatever it was. And uh, the Enterprise would be no worse for the wear. Like, all right, well, there we go. See, Scotty, you overreacted. I knew we could do it. Same thing with the McCoy guy. You know, when he goes, Jim, you know, I'm a doctor, not a whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Kirk would do whatever he wanted to do. And he'd always get away with it. So I push my, my mechanical equipment too far, and I, I, I very rarely get away with it. So, um, and the problem this time was I was throwing rocks because I got tired of my driveway being a pothole uh, driveway. So I had, um, I had Jack, uh, my buddy Jack, come in and uh, lay down a whole bunch of rock, and, uh, and he crowned it. He crowned the driveway, and then when I got to that spot, uh, I started throwing rock. So looking back now, what I should have done is I should have snowblowed the left side of the crown and the right side of the crown. So at least you could have driven out. And then in the middle of the driveway, it would have been still had some snow. I could have shoveled it in the morning. But I didn't do that because I'm not very smart when I'm sleep deprived and brain degraded. And I make bad decisions. Why do I share that with you? To let you know it's okay to make a bad decision. You're not the only one. I feel like I'm the only one. Believe me, when that snowblower stopped working and I'm out there and I know the whole neighborhood could hear and because uh, they heard the rocks going through the, you know, whatever that thing is called, the shaft of the uh, snowblower. And then the, everything got quiet. They probably all went, oh, Dave uh, broke a snowblower again. And then uh, and then you can tell when you walk by, you see that the, there's, a, there's plenty of snow left in the driveway. Anyway, they're coming to pick it up on Friday. I got to pay for a service to come pick it up. It's only $46 to pick it up. I'm going to pay for the service. Is a service, so that's 150 some odd dollars. And uh, somebody told me once that's way too much money, but they're going to do the whole thing. They're going to go through the whole snowblower top to bottom. And then they're going to fix the problem, hopefully. Whatever the problem is, they'll fix it. And uh, parts and labor included in that service. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks. It'll be 300 bucks, 400 bucks. It doesn't matter. I need it. I need the snowblower because it's too early. It's December. It's way too early to be snowblowerless. And then uh, I'm going to have to figure out a plan next time it snows. Next time it snows, I got to figure out a plan. Go to the left, go to the right, don't go down the middle. 
go you know, shovel it. And uh, I can't be breaking my snowblower every uh, every snowstorm. But that was a big one. That was definitely one of, uh, one of the biggest ones we've had in a while. Not the biggest one ever, but it was a big one. And um, But everything else went okay. But it destroyed me spiritually, which is a big problem for me. I was like, oh boy, now I feel really bad. I feel dumb. I feel, you know, whatever. And uh, I'm glad I took the extra day off. I watched some TV, a lot of TV, which is my default, you know, low spirit, low energy, low enthusiasm mode. I go watch TV. I watched a whole bunch of good stuff on Netflix that I enjoyed. And uh, what did I watch that was kind of a masculine movie that my I watched without my wife? I can't remember now. I watched it on Netflix. Oh, War Machine with Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's the second war-type movie with Brad Pitt I watched. What, he made a movie called Fury a couple of years ago. I like that. I do like war movies. I do like these masculine, you know, movies. Uh, we used to have, like, car chase movies. They don't make those anymore, you know, with... Um, like Ron Howard made Eat My Dust years ago. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Steve McQueen with Bullet. Uh, Roy Scheider made The Seven Ups. So I like rough, you know, Clint Eastwood, all those Clint Eastwood movies. Dirty Harry. I don't think, do we have that anymore? Does anybody really going out there and doing tough guy movies? Uh, I don't think so. I, I could be wrong, but I just don't, uh, I can't uh, pin down a name of somebody, you know, it's not any of the Wilson brothers, it's not any of the Baldwin brothers, uh, it's not Lawrence Fishburne, it's not Keanu Reeves, um, it's not Phoenix uh, River, whatever his name is, uh, I don't think of anybody, it's not George Clooney, who's making tough guy movies, like Dirty Harry, like Steve McQueen, like Roy Scheider in the 7-Ups when he was a cop, a New York City cop, who's making New York City cop movies anymore, nobody. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. Jason Bourne. Well, I think that kind of ran its course, right? We're not doing that anymore, are we? Tom Cruise. You know what? I haven't watched a Mission Impossible movie in, since the first one. I thought the first one was absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if you guys like that those Mission Impossible movies. but um, Plus that whole Scientology thing. I'm not sure what to make of him. Although I am a big Tom Cruise fan. Racing movies, Days of Thunder, things like that. Six Pack with Kenny Rogers, Cannibal Run, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, remember Burt Reynolds? No more. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent, White Line Fever. Jan Michael Vincent ruined his whole life. I just watched Hard Country with. I don't know why I'm doing all this with you, but I'm just letting you in on what I do when I'm not doing nothing. I watched Hard Country with Jan Michael Vincent and uh, Kim Bassinger. That was a pretty bad movie. Pretty stupid. But um, if that's the way life is down in Texas. God bless him. I don't. I can't imagine. But it was kind of like a Texas uh, Saturday Night Fever. That was their thing: drinking, fighting, you know, talking rednecky, and having no hope in life to get out of their town. So that was hard country. Anyway, but I did watch War Machine, which was kind of dark, kind of comedic, and uh, not too much war in it. But it was interesting. It was different. So if you're looking for an interesting, different type of war movie. Uh, oh, Kelly's Heroes. That's my favorite. Kelly's Heroes. So, all right. So there you go. That's my little TV thing. That's my icebreaker. That's my getting back into dumbing it down with Dave as I get started here on the New York State Thruway on December 4th. It is uh, 6.07 p.m. I should have left for work uh, two hours and seven minutes ago, but uh, I didn't. I woke up at about 3.40 when I started getting everything together, and I didn't leave until about 5.00. Uh, 55 I was in the in the caravan 
So uh, I woke up and it took me a little bit over two hours cleaning up, getting food ready, getting things ready for work. And uh, as boring as that might sound to you, but that's that's things that I, I don't take into consideration. I could have had all of this done this morning, last night, yesterday. I could have had so much of this done. And I could have slept a little bit longer. When I woke up at 3.40, I could have taken a melatonin and went down for like another hour and a half, two hours. I'd rather be sleeping another couple hours than go to work at 6 with uh, three or four hours of sleep behind me. I mean, I slept, you know, last night and then I'm up during the day. Then I sleep again in the afternoon before I go to work. So anyway, it's just dumbing it down with Dave. Dave doesn't learn. I, I don't seem to learn my lesson. I don't seem to make changes. I don't seem to have that discipline and that drive anymore. Or if I ever had it at all. I don't want to be all melancholy in the show. We'll, uh, we'll do some listeners' comments and we'll move on. But um, uh, for those of you who are tuning into Dave's Fit Life, my YouTube channel, I gave an official announcement on that because I, I like to do one every month. Uh, even though Dave's Fit Life is not about weight loss, it's not about weight loss, it's about you know getting fit, fitting things into my life, and living in the caravan, you know, and trying to make, you know, getting, getting out of phase one which is exchanging two hours of um, exercise for two hours of commuting because I don't commute anymore. I stay, I stay in the van up at work. I park in the Walmart parking lot. I, walk at, uh, I park at the uh, Planet Fitness parking lot. I haven't parked anywhere else, have I? One time I parked on the New York State Thruway because I was going home. I thought I was going home, and then I, then I realized I didn't have to. So I was at the rest area. I just pulled over, and I parked. It was very quiet. I liked parking there. It was good. Uh, not a lot of activity. But, uh, so anyway, I'm still in phase one, so I made an announcement. I, I weigh 298 pounds. I've actually gained seven pounds in the last month, month and a half. I've actually gained weight. So, I'm not treadmilling, treadmilling enough. I'm not working out. I'm not raising my heart rate enough. I'm not sweating enough. And I'm not working out with weights enough. But, the good news is, and I think I might have talked about it here. I don't remember. I get confused between the... YouTube channel and the podcast is that uh, I might have talked about how I fell into this whole kettlebell thing at um, Planet Fitness and uh, my buddy Mark reminded me that yeah you were kind of open minded to it at the time yeah I was but there was a moment where I was very disappointed I was like wait a minute I have this piece of paper here this is the piece of paper that I used to use to work out seven years ago what happens? I don't see the clipboards at Planet Fitness. I don't see these pieces of paper. And the guy said, we got rid of it. We don't do that anymore. I said, why would you get rid of it? That was the cornerstone of Planet Fitness. You come in, you grab your your um, your clipboard, your A clipboard, and you grab your, you look at the files, you grab your piece of paper, and then you go do your workout. And he says, oh, we had problems. People were looking at other people's stuff. Like, it was a whole wah-wah snowflake thing. And I don't like using the term snowflake, but anyway... It was a bunch of wow wow stuff. I went, really? So, of course, once again, a few bad apples. That's the story of my life, apparently. A few bad apples ruin it for everybody. So now I can't do the workout I want. So I, I agreed to the kettlebell thing. But I didn't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like any of it. Although I, I do understand that it's probably a better workout than working out with the machines. But I don't care at this point. Because I, I, I'm not going to work out at all. If you leave me to kettlebells, I'm not going to work on it. I, I have nothing against the actual kettlebell. It's the it's the the need that you have to you have to have perfect motion. Like you have to really know what you're doing. Like if I do this on my own, I have to know what I'm doing. And you know what? 
I don't have the brain power anymore to know what I'm doing. Does that make sense to you? I can't have a variable. I need to be able to sit down at the machine, put the pet the pin in this weight because I have it written down 185. Right? Let's just say for instance 185. I need to uh, set the bench at five. I need to set the thing at three. Whatever it is, and then I need to do three sets of eleven, three sets of twelve, four sets of six. Whatever. I know I got to go to fatigue. Whatever it is, you know, on the last the last uh, uh, set of how many reps you want to feel some fatigue in your muscles. That's all I need to know. Whether it's the bench, the military, the curls, the, the anything, the thighs, the calves, whatever workout I'm doing, I need to know these are the set. The um, these are the um, settings. These are the settings. And that's it. Don't I? I can't be walking around going, "Oh, what did I do last time uh, with the kettlebell? Uh, is this how I do it? Do I bet? Am I squatting properly? Am I lifting properly? Because I know what's going to happen, folks. I'm going to forget, and I'm going to like I'll take some time off or whatever it is. It doesn't matter, even if I do it regularly. I'm just going to forget how to do something. I'm going to develop a bad habit, and I'm going to get kettlebell elbow, or I'll throw something out because there's a lot of movement in kettlebell. There's all this movement from what I understand, from the couple of times that I did it. You understand, there's a risk involved. And if there, if my trainer was listening, he would probably say, oh, no, no, Dave, don't worry about it. We'll take care of that guy. Like, eh, I don't think you know me well enough. You don't know me well enough to say that. I'm not like everybody else. I tend to forget. I tend to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I was supposed to make this motion. Instead of doing one, two, three, four, five, I'll do one, two, four, five. I'll skip three and I'll screw everything up. Dave, you have no confidence in yourself. Nope, not in that matter, I don't. In that matter, I go, no, I wish, I'll, I'll go, you know what? If I had just done what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, the way I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it, all of that, then none of this would have happened. Let me just do the machines. Let me just put the pin in 185. Let me set the bench at three. Let me set this other thing at five, whatever it is. And let me just do, you know, whatever it is, uh, legs and arms on one day or whatever it is, and chest and back, whatever it is, on the other day. And I'm still going to go to this guy, Jabari. I'm going to go to my personal trainer at Platter Fitness. And I'm going to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. Can you help me? Because I don't want to do kettlebells. Not now. Maybe later. But right, not, right, not, not right now. And when I did do Platter Fitness seven years ago, and I lost all that weight, 65 pounds, and I did run half marathons and all that, and I did qualify for the New York City Marathon, although I didn't run it, I was doing the weights religiously. Because you know what? I knew. Pragmatically, I knew how to do it. Walk into Planet Fitness, get in the locker room, do the whole changing thing, whatever you got to do. And this is right after work, when I worked overnight at Conway, Conway Freight, which is now XPO. Uh, I knew what to do. Come back out, grab a clipboard, find your paper in the files, and and have at it. And there there was a thing of pens there. There was always a thing of pens. Just go to it. Use the machines. When you're done with the machines, you you spray them, you wipe them down, you move on. And uh, I, when I went to the Planet Fitness, I never went when it was crowded. So I never had to really wait in line for anything. And you know what? If somebody else was doing something, I'd just move on to the next thing. See how simple that is? But you know what? If you go to this Planet Fitness that I go to, and let's say three, four, five people all show up at the same time, and they all want to do kettlebells. You know what? There ain't enough kettlebells. But Dave, you can move on to another exercise. You know what? I 
That's it's not the way it works for me with the kettlebell. It's too complicated. It's too many moving pieces. I'm too old for that. All right, you get that? We're done with that? Good, let's move on. Let's see if we can do... Let's do some listeners' comments. Uh, the last show, I did 178. I talked about fire prevention. Some of you enjoyed that. I think I got. I might have gotten a comment or two. I don't think I did uh, about that, but um, I hope you guys enjoy that. I hope you guys enjoyed the last... Uh, how many episodes I've done. Uh, they're just like this one, where I just kind of yak away. Uh, let's see. Let's... Uh, I hope this isn't playing and stopping everything. No, it's not. Good. All right. So, only you, in capital letters, only you can prevent forest fires, but you are unreliable. So, that was episode 178, and uh, I'm trying to hit the button here. And in this episode, Dave is on fire, talking about fire prevention. Listen to his pragmatic take on how to prevent forest fires. He dumbs it down pretty good and talks about pragmatic methods. There's also... Talk about Smokey the Bear and many other cartoon characters. Yeah, I think I, I sort of recall doing that. That was fun, right? You guys like the cartoon stuff and all that. All right, so let's do with the listeners' comments. We'll start from the first one. They seem to be all Linda. All right, Linda was the only one that commented. I got a whole bunch of likes, but uh, only uh, four comments. Linda Irwin says, We are having a big snowstorm today. We are under a travel advisory, but we are going into town anyway later. There you go, Linda, taking some chances. Oh, yeah, I think I talked about storm watch, storm warning, storm alert, blech, all that crap. Listen, you got to give it a number. I can't remember the words. Uh, how do you feel about that? I haven't seen anybody comment on that, but I don't like all that. Storm watch, storm warning, storm alert. I can't tell the difference. Do like DEFCON. DEFCON 1, DEFCON 2. Like, give me a DEFCON. Give me a number. All right? Uh, a color? Yeah. Yellow, right? Green, yellow, red? I don't know. Whatever. I can go with colors, too. I'm good with colors. Doesn't matter. All right. Uh, Linda writes, desalination units. Desalination units for clean water. Oh, yeah. I was talking about how we got water in, on the boats in the Navy. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think they were called evaporators. You know what? I belong to a group. I should have... Um, I should have uh, written it down. I should have asked a question in the group. I'll try to remember that, folks. I have a group, the, a Facebook group from the Navy. And uh, those things that were called something very specific. I think they were called evaporators. I think so. But it doesn't matter. But they did take out all the salt in the water. And we showered that water. We drank that water. Yeah, we didn't have bottled water on the boats. No way. Nah, too much garbage. We wouldn't have had that. In 1969, they were concerned about a coming ice age. There you go. Linda wrote that. All right. Linda also wrote, last comment of the show, you might want to remind Hazel that too many drink breaks, if you are trying to drive in a snowstorm, might slow your progress in finding a place to pee. Yeah, well. Hazel, are you listening? All right. One, that was 178. Let's go to 177. Pragmatism could have saved lives. Pragmatism could have saved lives. In this episode of Dumbing It Down with Dave, Dave describes several situations in which pragmatism might save lives. Oh, this one uh, Pauline took over and changed it a little bit. But uh, yeah, we talked about that. And uh, did she give a quote in here? I liked it when she does the quotes. One of my quotes that she got was, I can't stop you from having emotions. Just because I'm pragmatic doesn't mean that you have to be pragmatic. (laughs) Very good. 
All right, there you go. Uh, anything else in here that was good? No, that was it. So let's go to the comments for 177. Seven comments. All right. Uh, I wrote, thank you for listening. Linda Irwin wrote, you're going for a drive for Thanksgiving. Well, we are going for a drive on Thanksgiving. Weather here is scary, too. All right. Wow, look at Linda. Taking chances. But, you know, that's McCall, Idaho. Every time you leave the house, you're taking a risk of something. Linda Irwin wrote, human lives are worth a lot more than the money it would cost to assure safety. Oh, was this the episode where I talked about the mom and the daughters getting hit by the train? Yep, human lives are worth a lot more than the money it would cost to assure safety. Yeah, but why don't we know that? Why don't we react to that? How come it's not always, oh, yeah, what is, what's the problem? Oh, something's not working? Like at my job, there's these giant potholes where I drop trailers. All right, the landing gear, these two, land, these two legs come down. I crank the landing gear down, and sometimes one leg will fall in a pothole and the other one doesn't. So then the trailer leans. The only consolation is that the trailer isn't loaded. But sometimes they're loaded with empty cases, but that doesn't weigh a lot. But when you walk away, when you drive away, you look back, you go, man, that trailer is leaning. And it's putting much pres- much more pressure on one leg than the other. And I've been pointing this out now for, I don't know, five or six years. And every time we have a change of management, they go, oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, yeah, well, and we just had a company come in and pave the yard. Why wouldn't you have them pave this hole? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm thankful and grateful for the paving they have done recently. I just don't know why you wouldn't do it 100%. Why wouldn't you... Whatever. You know what I mean. Why wouldn't you just do do the job? Put barriers up at every railroad crossing. But Dave, that's, that's expensive. It takes forever. Yeah, well, 50 years ago, you would have been done by now. If you started in 1969, you would have been done by now. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think... How many, how many crossings are there not covered by barriers? Just one a week? 52 weeks a year, okay? 52 weeks a year. Let's do 50, because people go on vacation. Let's do 50. 50 years. 10 times 50 is 500, right? 10 times 50 is 500. Um, 5 times 500 is 2,500. Did I do that right? So if you do one a week for 50 weeks, that's 50 crossings a year. 10 years is 500 crossings. 50 years is 2,500 crossings. There would be 2,500 crossings that would have barriers now that don't. I don't even know how many don't have crossings, don't have barriers. So maybe that's not, does that seem like a lot, 2,500? I don't know. Okay, let's move on. They know, but Amtrak knows, and Conrail knows, right? Uh, last, uh, not last, uh, Tesla should make their windows out of the rock material. Yes, that was one of the funniest comments ever. You guys, have, uh, I mean, Pat and Jeff, all you had uh, great comments. Mark, everybody who was commenting, great comments. But that one made me laugh. Tesla should make their windows out of the rock material. That would be great. You wouldn't be able to see through the window, but, it, you know, but you, it, uh, it, it's true. No, that's funny, uh, Linda. You're right. I, uh, uh, some sort of window that's made out of rock would be great. Uh, well, th- yeah, yeah. Th- sure, that sounds good. All right, let's move on. Great show. Uh, Pat- Patrick Mason writes, Great show, Dave. The somber moments about the railroad accident makes you really think about your surroundings. One must always pay attention in this fast-paced world we live in. That's true, Patrick. Great job. Thank you very much. And Hal Aaron, 
from Hal in Philly, who does the music at the top of the show, Gone for a Drive. Hal Aaron, uh, Tales of the Road Warriors podcast, and also It's Easy When You Know How, wrote, Hey Dave, I added Tales of the Road Warriors to Spreaker, so you can find both shows on Spreaker now. There you go. So Tales of the Road Warrior, uh, he used to tell me to tell people look for him on Stitcher. But uh, now he's saying that it's on um, Spreaker and also uh, so is, it's easy when you know how. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Then it's my comment at the end that um, Pauline wrote. So there you go. So that's 178 and 177. Let's see how we're doing on time. All right, 27 minutes. We're not going to do, do another show. All right. Did we... Um, that was the show I wanted to do. So I can't play the thing that... Uh, Dave, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Go this ahead. This is Hazel. Yes. It always is. I mean, when it comes to this. But go ahead. I think you should take a drink break. Okay, let's do that. We only have a, a minute left. I'll take a quick drink break. We haven't done a breather break in a long Feeling time. Feeling better now. I ha- well, I just opened up the bottle cap. But give me a second. Okay. Drink break done. All right, so that was good. We didn't do a trucking show. I did do the show I wanted to do. We did a couple of listeners' comments from 178, 177. That was good. Uh, I'll try to go back. Maybe I'll do a bonus show this week. I haven't done a, done a bonus show in a couple of weeks. And uh, don't forget to listen to me on Mile High Radio, milehighhiradio.com. That's on Mondays at 11 a.m., milehighhiradio.com. Thank you, Lynn and Bobby. And uh, thanks to Linda for the, uh, for the Hazel and the Emma and all that, the AI voices, uh, Linda Irwin from Awesome Insanity Surfers. And now she's doing a, a new thing, um, Pandemic Z or something like that. So um, I'm getting used to that. I think she's doing it on YouTube as well. I, I'm all confused. Uh, I'm a little t- But I have been listening and I have been enjoying it. It's like the continuation of the story that she left off with. Um, anyway, I got to get going. Thanks to Hal and thanks to Alex Exum at the top of the show. A-L-E-X-E-X-U-M. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. 180 next episode. Wow. That'll be a milestone. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dumbing It Down With Dave. Goodbye, good day, good night, good luck, good riddance, Godspeed, good racks, and great skills. Take care. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance.